My name is Wazir. My name is John Muhammad, and we're your hosts. And this is the Business Building Blocks Podcast. All right, then. How you feeling today? Fantastic. How are you? <laughs> I'm feeling good, too. Uh, it feels good to be back today. We have a special guest coming in in All a right few minutes. Then. Towards right uh, it's our forward to that. Yes, yeah, our first guest, so really excited about that. Uh, let's get right into it. What is the Business Building Blocks Podcast? The Business Building Block Podcast is a talk show, a business talk show, uh, designed for the entrepreneur or the business owner that wants to expand their business. Right. Uh, particularly, we're, we're focused in uh, the black community because we feel that the black community is underserved. Mm. You know, we have the greatest need. Right. You know, with all of the social programs, such as, I mean, uh, problems such as uh, unemployment, you know, uh, crime, violence, you know, the whole drug epidemic, um, and, of course, lack of development, mm. just deteriorated environments, you know. So uh, we believe that the cities need to be rebuilt, and you don't like the scriptures say, who will rebuild the cities? Right, the Wasted Cities? The Wasted Cities. Okay, so what is the purpose of this podcast? Because I know it's centered around business, but is it necessarily money-driven? I know that's a weird question. You know, we always like to put a little spirituality in our work. And the scripture says, the love of money is the root of all evil. Okay. So if we want to be true to our faith, our goal, our our passion cannot just be the acquisition of, of money or wealth, you see. But the scripture in another place says, Seek ye the kingdom of God, and all is righteousness, and these things will be added unto you. So our passion here, our purpose here, is the building of a kingdom. In other words, nation building or community building. Right. Serving and, the needs of our people. Right. And, and the vehicle by which we deliver those needs or we serve the needs is the vehicle is a business because a business produces products and services. And that's how we serve. Okay, so for the people who have a business and they want to get out, if you want to serve those needs of the people, yeah. you have to reach the people. You have to right. make yourself aware to them. Right. So one of the ways that a lot of businesses and public figures make themselves aware is something called publicity. That's true. What is publicity? Well, publicity is really something associated with the media. It's a, it's a, it's a hot topic or it's an event that's sensationalized in the media mm-hmm. and it draws attention to... Now, if you're a business person, that... That uh, excitement in the media, that 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 trending topic in social media, draws attention to your your brand, your product, right. your your brand. If your figure is that artist, mm-hmm. you see, and that that's what we call publicity, something to get people talking, right? Right. So a lot of people who want to bring that attention to themselves, who want to get, gain that publicity, yeah. some of them do things. Well, if you look at rappers, because I'm, I'm mainly yeah. in the music industry. That's true. Sometimes these beefs that we see are yeah. actually kind of like, what is that? Well, they fabricate. They fabricate it, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, they just make it up and then they get people talking. 
due to the beef. Like people right. are like, oh, they beefing. So that's a way to get publicity. Or somebody may have to they they may have to or they have like a flip out or you know what I mean? They yeah. freak out or they lose it. Yeah, they, they get to, in a fight, a bar fight. Uh, right. You know, uh, sometimes sometimes is a is a relationship issue. Right. Where they'll have a breakup or they'll get married. J Lo built her career on that. You know, get, get married, married and having divorces. Yeah, dating. Oh, who's she dating now? She's dating Puffy. You know, and then later on, oh, they they broke up now. Now she's she's with this new guy. You know, J Lo right. re, get remarried again, and then she's in all of the. The, the the magazines, the tabloids, the, you know, the media. Right. Uh, and but, another term for this is called publicity, publicity. stunts. Yeah. Publicity yeah, yeah. stunts. So some people believe good or bad, or there's no such thing as bad publicity. All publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Do you believe see, that? See what I want to talk about in, in terms of a. a <laughs> I do. You believe that? Uh, I believe it. We want to introduce. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Get on the mic. Go ahead. We just brought in Lee. Mr. Lee Wilson. Right. This is right. Uh, right now, we told y'all that we were gonna have a guest on the show. I want to introduce our guest right here. His name is. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Lee Wilson, I'm an average artist. Welcome to the Business Building Podcast hold on, hold on, hold on. Show. Go ahead and introduce yourself. How you doing? My name is Lee Wilson. I'm a uh, average artist. I also do computer graphics and fine art, as far as like visual art, oil paint, acrylic, watercolor stuff like that. Right. Okay. So. What we're talking about is publicity, good publicity, bad publicity. You say right. you don't believe that all publicity is well, good publicity. Well, a wise man once said, you know, there's no such thing as good publicity and bad publicity. All publicity is good because it's free advertising. And, uh, well, I want to put that in quotation marks because <laughs> if we go back to the beefs, you remember the, the famous beef between Tupac and Biggie? Right. You know, of course, the the industry, the the record companies, the magazines, they were selling records. They selling magazines, uh, and keep it going. East Coast against West Coast. You know, yeah, it it was a thing. You know, it was it was publicity, uh, but it got out of hand, and because violence got involved, and two of our greatest artists lost their lives, Tupac and Biggie. Right. Right. And I, I don't see any other music. I don't see country music artists beefing. I don't see R&B artists beefing. You see, I've never seen that in in, in, in rock and roll or, or blues or anything. Or, you know, why should it be detrimental? You know, there is competition. Right. But it don't rise to the le level of violence. Mm. You see, it's not criminal. You know, we all participate in this entertainment industry and this mood music industry and so of course there's going to be competitions you know comparison star search right you know that type of thing let the gong show back in the old days you know right. if, you, if you're horrible we'll hit the gong right we we were holding a conversation about that the uh the beef and stuff like that but what i learned was that that stuff it, like just think about it like this mm -hmm. after tupac and biggie was killed for whatever reason the music Turn to trash quick. Right. Think about all the trash that came out. Like, right. I grew up in a generation of like conscious rap. Right. Uh, and Public Enemy. Right. Too short. That was that, that was all right. But they had a message in the in the rap. Right. You know, it, after Pac and Biggie got killed, it turned to garbage. That's right. And the only thing I saw come out of that that was decent enough for me to listen to. Yeah. I'm gonna say. 
T.I., mm-hmm. Rick Ross. Okay. That, that was after the garbage. You know what right. I mean? After the, That was the first two rappers that just wasn't garbage. I understood what they were saying. They were delivering a message. That other stuff is just garbage to me. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I believe that culture should serve the people. Mm-hmm. You know, our culture, you know, our culture include our fashion, our diet, our way of life. You know, uh, everything should be uh, the cultivation of mm-hmm. us. It shouldn't be detrimental to us. Mm-hmm. And I think that that element was foreign. The introducing of gangster rap mm-hmm. and changing our focus from being an outlet. See, if you go back and you look at the first NWA uh, record, mm-hmm. uh, they really was talking about they were socially conscious. Right. Very socially conscious. Socially conscious. And yeah. they was turned from fighting against the man. To, to each fight other. each other because my crew got split. You remember the famous uh, uh, Ice Cube line, you let a Jew break up my crew? Yeah. Mm. And then once, they, no Vaseline. <laughs> when, 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 you know, someone from outside of our community interfered with our brotherhood mm-hmm. and caused us, when we were united, now we enemies of one another. Right. And then the culture became uh, a cancer. Yeah. Man, so we're talking about business and publicity. What are some good ways then, if they're, because so, publicity is a form of advertising, what are ways that businesses can gain publicity in a positive way that you said that serves the community? Uh, community service. You know, you know there's large corporations. I, I was going in the same direction, but go ahead. Go ahead. You, well, you, well, we need to control our own media. You know what I mean? That's what that's what makes stuff worse than it really is when the media get a any little glimpse of it. They let's just fill this spot. Let's fill this ten minutes of the the um, media time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's just throw this in there and fill it. But then they throw it in there and it's like they just stay on it, and stay on it, and stay on. It. Just just a, this five ten minutes of bad news turn into like. A month of garbage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, w- and while we heavy and paying attention to that, they they slide the monkey wrench behind their back while right. they feed you, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> cookies in your face. So it, it's garbage to me. So I, I don't even watch sports. I don't I don't believe in sports anymore. Basketball, yeah. football, baseball, it doesn't make sense to me. One it's, man it's, owns... It's a form of mind control. Yeah. Mm. Because yeah. Uh, we are men in this room, right? We're right. Grown, we're, we're grown men. Right. But men uh, and our boys within the black community, we have a tradition of encouraging our boys in sports, you see, but encouraging the girls in academia. The girls make the good grades. The girls go to college. The girls have careers. Mm-hmm. What do we have? We shooting for an athletic uh, uh, a route to the pros. Right. Well, very few of us will make it. And if we do make it, we may be plagued with injuries. You see, so where is mm. our quality of life? But we back on the plantation again because someone is making millions of dollars That's off of exactly our bodies. exactly what I was just about to say. You, you got team owners. You got, a, you got one guy that owns two baseball teams, two football teams, and what? Uh, uh, basketball team. One person. They have partners, but they own three or four teams. It's almost a monopoly. Right. I, yeah. I don't believe for one second sports is not politics. I don't believe for one second. Not not 
now that I've learned and just read different books on sports and how stuff work, it's, it's a joke to me. Well, see, the, the, the business, see, we understand the business side right. of sports. It's a business. Right. You see, it's people making millions of dollars, and the most money is not made by the players. It's not. It's made by the owners. We talk about what this player is making and what that player is making. Just imagine how Yo, much he's, the he's now owner a free makes. agent. But how much is the owner, owner making? Right. You if know, he can pay you a hundred million dollars, how much it costs to build these big mega stadiums? Yeah. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Right. What about the advertising during the time of the Super Bowl? And all these corporations being able to get that advertising slot. Right. So I'm really not against in the industry, but what I'm against is exploitation of us and we not having ownership. Well, if we're going to participate in it, mm -hmm. why don't we have ownership in it and not just be the labor and the consumer, but we be the owner, mm -hmm. you see? Right. And that, that translates to to all areas of our activity. Wow. You, uh, the, the, uh, believe it or not, college games make more than NFL games. Right. And the players are not played. I mean, the players are not, not paid. paid. Free, right. la free labor. That's a huge free. They get a, they get a, a scholarship, but most, get, I mean, they get, they get under table pay. They most get, of you them know. don't get the degree, however. Right. And then right. uh, 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 education doesn't guarantee you a career. Most yeah. of us are looking for a career and a job opportunity. Mm -hmm. They're not like the men in this room that are looking to create a business mm -hmm. and to build wealth. Right. Because if those athletes were not, if you've seen the movie Come Out, Get out. Get out. I'm sorry. Get, Get out. out. Okay. <laughs> where, they, where they was talking about how strong you are, you know, how how talented you are physically. Mm -hmm. But then they're, they're doing a lobotomy on your brain. They're yeah, taking your brain out because if you had a brain, you would take that money and you'll multiply that and right. you'll build an empire. Mm -hmm. But you see these, these, these athletes that made $100 million over their career. Now they broke. That makes no sense to me. He, he didn't have a brain. <laughs> it don't make sense to me at all. <laughs> he didn't have these ideas that we're sharing in this show, the mm -hmm. business building blocks. Yeah, man. And we we gonna address that. Okay, I think this is a good time to talk about the people who have sponsored this show. That's that's right. The first company we would like to highlight is Nations Builders. All right, Nation Builders. Nations products, I mean. <laughs> Nation Builders, however, is a construction company owned by yours truly. Right. And one day we're going to start promoting uh, construction and building because we need to rebuild the wasted cities. Right. Speaking, but, speaking of Nation's Products, you can follow them on Facebook. You can find them on Facebook at Nation's Products, and you're holding one of their products right now. This is an excellent publication. And this uh, is a child's uh, word search book. Right. And each puzzle is a brain teaser. But it it focuses around a black f historical figure, Marcus Garvey, Harriet Tubman, Martin Luther King, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, Malcolm X, even uh, Barack Obama is mentioned in this book. But as they solve the puzzle, mm -hmm. the word search, as they find those words and it relate to that figure, they learn about their own culture and their own history. 
and this builds their self-esteem. You see, and they see themselves in the book. And that's why we have to produce books that are authored by us that tells our story and that are, that are motivate our children, that inspire our children. And that's what we're about at Nation Products. So look them up on uh Do they have any Facebook. other thing? Did they just drop something? Or That's true. Uh, recipe book. Cookbook. That's right. Right, right. Yeah, so check that out. Like them on Facebook, Nation's Products, and you can get all those uh, good products for your children because right. they are the future. And uh, our second sponsor is Wazir's Music. Wazir's Music. That's me, Wazir. Uh, you can check my music out on iTunes, uh, Tidal, any of those streaming services. Basically, my music is just something to inspire you while you're out there building your business, something that'll feed your mind that also will give you that energy, you know what I mean? So I'm not going to go on too much about it, but y'all go check I, that I, out. I can, I can, you want to go on about I can, it? I can co-sign <laughs> that that music is socially relevant, socially, re, you know, he's a socially conscious artist. Yeah. And also is a spiritual, is a spiritual, underlining spiritual element there. So you'll be inspired. It's not just entertainment, it's edutainment. That's a cool You'll be uplifted. Uh, go check out Wazir and Photon Fever. You can go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Wazir, W-A-Z-E-E-R underscore, and you can get all that. I dropped a video. I'm dropping another video within the next couple of weeks, so y'all stay tuned. Now, as we move forward in the show, we have our first guest on here today, and y'all have been hearing his voice, but I really want to get into your story how you began your business, what is your business, and everything like that. So first, can you tell us your name again and what your business is? My name is Lee Wilson. I'm an airbrush artist. All right. Okay. Airbrush artist. So, are, where are you from? I'm from Houston, Texas, and inside Houston, Texas, a small part of town called Cashmere Gardens. Okay. All right. Cashmere Garden. you know something about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, uh, I was next door in Trinity Garden. Yeah, you know <laughs> the Holy Trinity Garden. Okay, so <laughs> do you have anybody in your family that led you to doing art or anything like that that inspired you to do that? Uh, not really. Um, I was in pre-K, Miss Lackey's. I don't know if y'all know about Miss Lackey's. So it was, it was like a little daycare, or whatever. But okay, she drew a picture. I drew the exact same picture, mm. and from there, that was it. And that was like kindergarten. Wow. All right. And so from that point on, I just like, I could just draw what I saw. You know what I'm saying? I've never, from that point, like as a kid, I didn't have any formal training. All right. It was just, I was able to just draw. That's it. Mm. So, so that was, you said kindergarten or? It was kindergarten, yeah. So moving forward in school, was that, did anybody um, feed that talent or feed that inspiration? Or? After a while, yeah. Um, <laughs> during class, I would draw a notebook paper. Uh-huh. And so teachers recognized it. Um, like I said, I had a I had a vision problem. I didn't know how bad it was. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it was bad. And I had a uh, teacher that uh, I that took like, you know, they had like resource classes. Right. You know what I'm saying? So outside of resource, I mean, outside of class, I took a resource class for math. But the numbers wasn't the problem, and the math wasn't the problem. My vision was. So she recognized that I could draw, and that's when it really took off. That's when. Like I was elementary school, like second, third grade or something. So after that, it was it was it started getting better. Um, she encouraged me to keep going, keep doing it. Someday you'll be famous doing it. So. All right then. Mm. Any questions? I mean, I'm I'm just listening. That was, that was okay. <laughs> so he, he knew his mission at six years old. Right, right. 
That's really inspiring. At what, but at what point, because I know this is, you're a full-time artist at this point, right? Right. And I know a lot of artists who do this as a passion, but they don't have, they don't know how to form it into an actual business. Mm-hmm. So at what point did you realize I can make money off of this or this could be something I can oh. eat off of? Uh, middle school. Middle school. Middle school, right, right. That's when, you know, you get a little more than milk money to go to school. <laughs> and I was on free lunch, so. Um, I was too. Just draw, like, regular black and white, like, you know, graphite paper, pencil and paper, just cartoons, names, stuff like that. You make 50 cents, a dollar, two dollars, or whatever. And um, uh, high school is when it all changed. That's when, you know, you get a little more money. You can go shopping and stuff like that. And the, most of the uh, guys I went to school with, you know, wore Jordans. Like I said, the Jordans, the starter jackets, cross colors, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff was in in then. So, I mean, I picked up Airbrush in the ninth grade, and that's when the money started coming in, like the real money. Because I was airbrushing through the week, you know, every night, homework or whatever, then I would airbrush. And then I would also I was also working at uh, Asheville on weekends. Mm-hmm. So... Mm. Yeah, so I could, I could make a six seven hundred dollar check working two days at Astro World, and then still make three to four hundred dollars a week in high school, just average oh, man. T-shirts. Man, that was so. <laughs> you should have tutored us back then. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't We've know been you for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. You know, Heather. Heather got on me one day. She said, "Lee, what do you do with your money?" I was like, "I don't. I mean, I spend it." And she was like, "You waste a lot of money." Right. And I never thought about that. And she was like, the reason you waste it is because you make it fast. Right. I never forget when Heather told me that. I was like, man, she right. Because I actually, she said, you need to get a receipt book. Right. So, because I was doing business out of my pocket. You know, right. give me 10, I, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, I was doing right, it like right. that. So, after I got a receipt book and after about a month, I was like, just made like $6,000. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I never. In, in high school. In high school, Yeah. <laughs> This, this, I mean, I, I never showed the receipts to people I was doing business with. I would just make a list of like the money that I, yeah. the money I charged, the T-shirts I bought. You see what I'm saying? It was a store across the street from Sharpstown. I used to get about, you get five shirts for ten dollars. Mm. Not two two dollars for a T-shirt. That's high. Even yeah. today, that's high. But I didn't know. I didn't have a tax ID number. Right. But they were just selling shirts for cheap. Right. So now. If I catch a dollar store rack, I'm buying the rack, man. Oh, right, <laughs> So a, a dollar T-shirt is not worth a dollar to me. It's uh, worth at least ten. One a one dollar T-shirt. Yeah. Now we, I like that story because uh, we did a we did a, a show on retail wholesale retail. That was last episode. We talked about wholesale. Episode, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you won't believe what you can get wholesale, man. Right. But yeah. what I like about you and you discovered the principle, mm-hmm. uh, and then you did it legally. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what we're talking about with this show. Is is you know, it's two or three things that we sell illegally on on the block. You see, <laughs> and but it's millions, thousands of, of items that we could sell mm-hmm. legally, but we choose those one or two things that are illegal. Right, the loud, the hard, or the soft. Right, right. <laughs> see, but Man. why don't we sell a shirt? Yeah. Why don't we sell food? Why don't we, you know, the hair care, I don't understand. We do have beauty shops and barber shops, but we don't have beauty supply. Right. We give that over to someone else. They set up a warehouse and sell our hair care products back to us. Mm. Yeah. It's, and then it's just, it's just a retail store. 
and you grew up in Cashmere Garden, right? Right. So you was around all the things that he's talking about. Yeah. So what made you say, I'm going to do art and I'm not going to get involved with these other things? Man, what, what really did that, I saw, I'm just going to be blind, man. I saw, me and my brothers were walking from school mm-hmm. and it was hot and they had just laid up a, a tar street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know how that tar get hot and you see the steam coming from it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a crackhead walking down the street barefooted. Oh, man. Bottom of her feet were black. And I was like, ooh. Now, see, you're, y'all saying that. I was like, what's in that stuff to make someone walk on this stuff barefooted with no problem? That's what I was thinking, like, what's in this stuff? And I still really don't know what's in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I, it, that's when I knew. I'm like, I can't mess with that stuff. You know, I, I, yeah. I you know, and I... I'm, I just knew I it, wouldn't. It, it, it ruins your life. It does. But it also ruins families, and it destroys the community. It does. Because now, not only are you destroying the health of your body and your relationships, now you got to go out and commit crimes in order to support that habit. Not only that, you, you like, some people don't look at it like this. When If you're a drug addict and you're a father, let's say you got three sons, mm-hmm. you're messing up that son Right. The son he's gonna have. That's right. And the one coming after if he don't get a grasp of it. That's so right. that that's a slowdown. You you alcohol or drugs, that's a that'll slow a person down quick. Man. It becomes a cycle because yeah. we don't always do what our parents say. Mm-hmm. What what they do influences us more. Right. We find ourselves falling into that same pattern of action because that's what we're familiar with, that's what we know. Mm-hmm. We have to have outside information in order to change, mm. in order to grow beyond that. So what we have to do here is share information that gives us another alternative, uh-huh. you know, to self-destructive behavior. We need some options. Yeah. We need choices. So did your perspective on what you saw in the neighborhood, did that ever make it into your art creatively? It did. It okay. did. And, and and that's a good thing and a bad one because when I showed my portfolio the first show, I, I went to a, um, a portfolio show with the Glass Hill. I mean, not Glass Hill. HSPVA. Um, okay. Houston, what is it? Uh, performing Visual Arts School. It's like a prestigious school for Houston Performing Visual Arts. But I went there and showed the artwork that I had. And the people were like, they were just flipping through it. Like looking at it like it was trash. And I'm like, man, I put time into this stuff. Yeah. But they were looking at it like that because I didn't have, it wasn't any, it wasn't a lot of color. It was just yeah. the same stuff. You know, I, I was doing what I saw other artists doing and they gave me advice. It was like, look, go bigger, use canvas, use drawing paper, use big sketch pads, use the right stuff and come back next year. Right. So that's when I was like, you know, the guns and stuff, she's like, this is a reflection of where you're from, and I understand that, but just try to read books. You know, at the time, the internet wasn't around, so yeah. she was like, you know, <laughs> read books, get National Geographic, get right. um, encyclopedias, you right. know what I'm saying? She said, get information out of there. So that led me into the library. Right. To, to if, if someone was doing it at school, I knew I couldn't do it because that's what they didn't want me to do. You know, because when you're from an area and you only see people, like you said, you do yeah. see people doing the same thing. Right. I had to go outside of that box. Right. I knew I couldn't do that, so that's that's how I, 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 I did that. Man, so when you so you went to high school at mm-hmm. what high school did you go to? Cashmere Senior High School. Shout Cashmere. out to Cashmere alumni. So <laughs> we had an episode where we talked about education. Did you 
when you left that school, did you go to college or? I went I went to uh, HCC. HCC. And at the time, I wasn't taking any art class. My first year, I didn't take any art class. I wanted to get the hard stuff out the way and then take stuff like athletics, basketball, like the, mm-hmm. you know, I was taking more of my, like, the English, math, and all that kind of stuff. I wish I would have mixed it up now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, I, I, I didn't uh, I didn't take a art class until my third semester. And through this whole time, you're still making money doing it on the side, right? Doing it on yeah, your own? Yeah, so it was kind of hard to sit in class like, like I could be out there. <laughs> yeah, you playing on serious, man. But, but then I didn't have a tax ID number, so I didn't know. I was still buying T-shirts from the beauty supply. Right. Six, $7 t-shirt, then turn around selling it for $15. I didn't know nothing about a tax ID number. Yeah. How did you find out about it? My cousin told me, man. I, um, we, we, he, he read it in a phone book, and he was like, man, you can get a tax ID number and get shirts for like 80 cents. I was like, what? Yeah. You know, when he got a tax ID number, man, and that was it. I didn't know. I, I, clothes are trash to me now. Like polo, heel figure, all that. That's, mm-hmm. that's garbage to me. It's only three or four major companies that make uh, fabric. Mm. You got Hanes, Fruit of the Loom, Jerseys. Those are people who, mat- like, they yeah, manufacture the fabric. The fabric, right. right. So, like, when you see, like, Rockaway jeans, um, Sean John jeans. Right. Um, uh, 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 who's Rockaway, Sean John, Calkin? Now, those are jeans. Right. Levi's, Wrangler, or denim companies. You see what I'm saying? Like, you have make, to buy make denim. The jean material. Right. You have to buy denim to make jeans. Right. So, that's, that's what a tax ID number does. For, you know, that's what that's what a tax ID number do for you. Mm. So, when when did you, during this time, did you have another job, or how did that work? Were you full-time yet, or what? at what point in your life were you able to transition from... Let, let, I got you. You know I what I mean? From having that. a job to being able to live off your passion. Th- this is what it was. Um, being... I, I, I told you I'm I'm visually impaired. Okay. You know, it don't look like it, but I'm actually visually impaired. But what? I got tired of getting like, um, you move too slow. It's not that I'm moving slow. I'm trying to read. I'm try- I can read, but it's like focusing on letters and words and numbers, trying to work certain jobs became difficult. You know what I'm saying? And my art, uh, my ninth grade art teacher said, do what comes easy to you and just get paid for it. You know what I'm saying? So art, drawing, painting was easy for me. So after just getting tired of, like, putting in applications. See, back then you had to, you know, go into a place, yeah. ask for an application, fit it out, give it to them. Right. Um, so I got I got sick of doing that, man. I mean, I wasn't lazy. I just... Man, I, I used to go to the city, city of Houston. I remember that you building. Can, you can apply for as many, as many uh, jobs you wanted to, but you had to fill out a separate application. For each one. And the, each application was, like, five or six pages. I used to sit down a, a half a day and do about 20 applications. Yep. 20, then I leave there and go to the county and do the same. <laughs> sit there and fill out manually 20, page, I remember that. 20 applications, five pages each. Now it's all electronic. Y'all don't have to do all that. See, and, and now if you had known then, like, you could have just went and talked to someone at the city and just got a job. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? If you just knew somebody. That's all yeah, I if you knew someone. Right. Yeah. So, Information is, is power. Yeah. It is. Well, let's take another break here, and uh, we're going to get back to it. We got a moment for our sponsors. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of our sponsors that we would like to highlight 
that's been helping us out every week. He's actually in here right now. Grimes, 1956. All right. That is a clothing company, also a printing company, right? Yeah, you can follow them on Instagram at Grimes1956. And if you have a business, see, we have on shirts right now, actually. That's right. Business building blocks. Grimes actually printed that. It's super quality. He goes and gets the best quality shirts you can find. He don't just get you the regular degular, you understand me? That's right. <laughs> he gets you the quality stuff, quality products. So check him out. He's black-owned. He's young. You know, moving forward, a young business owner. You got and, something to say? And I, I, I like to uh, co-sign that because this whole podcast came as, a, as an idea, a concept in our minds. And we took our logo and we asked... We asked Grimes, could you, could you make us a shirt from our logo? Yeah. And I mean, he killed it. You see? So now, what we would like for the for you to do, those out in the audience, if you believe in what we're talking about, topics that, if you want to, uh, if you agree with us, and you would like to sponsor the, the show, why don't you uh, contact us and get one of the shirts? You know? And uh, we're only asking for 20 bucks. But you'll be a walking billboard for not just us, but for the topics, the content. Because you talked about that tax ID number. Yeah. We talked about how you start a business, a roadmap to starting a business. You know, a DBA, getting a name, doing business as, right. and get a tax number. And a lot of doors are open for you. And and we don't have to beg, uh, borrow, or steal. Right, right. We just get get a product or service and, and, and get active in the marketplace. Do you have a public service announcement? Sure. I would like to uh, do a public service announcement. For, we talked about black media. We need to control our own media. We need to tell our own story. Right. The Final Call newspaper. Go check them out at finalcall.com. And, you know, in a time where we have these alternative facts, fake news... <laughs> We need, in, in this deceptive intelligence, you know, uh, we need factual information. We need to support back black media that's going to tell our story and that's going to uh, empower our community. And, and you'll find that in the Final Call newspaper. That's finalcall.com. Finalcall.com. Now, as we move forward in our next segment, I'm really interested to know how did you advertise yourself to gain all these customers? Because I hear you talking about the customers. Yeah. How did they find about out about you? Once again, I came before the internet, so it was a business card. Yeah. And and you know, um, th this lady, my appearance is now not always clean cut. Like I okay. rarely ever go into a barber shop. Anybody know me? Leon, <laughs> <laughs> time. It's pretty good right now. Though. Yeah, I, I had a, I got a haircut, so, but I rarely have time to go to the barber shop. But anyway, um, this lady told me she said, you know, because my brother's making fun of me, and I was picking up money from this lady from an event that I had done. So she said, um, my brother said, you do business with him looking like this, and she said, well, I don't care how he looks. She said, I care about his work. He does good work. That's right. Now sometimes that's a good thing, that's a bad, or, or either a bad thing. But I learned that my work speaks for itself. Right. I don't. I don't have to say anything now. If you saw me in a room, you would never know I was an artist. A lot of people don't. Just looking at me, you can't tell I'm an artist. So th that's basically work. The the work that they see is what advertising is. And all thing I can do is give out a business card. But I also learned that you have to be careful who you give your business information to. You see them. 
You what do you mean crazy? by that? What else? Yeah. Sharks I'll and snakes out there. <laughs> right, right. Some, some, I've gotten phone calls from people who they're looking for something and they have a budget in mind, but like they only want to spend two or $300. But yet you want a wall painted, a wall painted uh, 10 yeah. feet high, yeah. about 30 feet wide. And you only want to spend two or $300. That's a joke. Yeah. And it right. frustrates me, but I tell them, well, you buy everything I need, I do it for free. Not one customer have called me back. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, yeah. you're looking at me crazy here. Yeah. So I get frustrated when people are like, well, can you do it for this price or can you do it for that price? I tell them, well, if you buy me everything I need, I'll do it for free. Mm-hmm. They don't call back. When when I was in school, I had a I had a professor that taught me because we were just we was um in the construction industry, engineering. He said, well, when you're in business, you're in business to make a profit. Right. He said, never accept a job where you don't make a profit. Right. Don't ever do a job at cost because you're in business to make a profit. Mm-hmm. So you need to look at the profitability of a project. And if it don't make dollars, don't make sense. it don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> you're wasting your time. You know, you, 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 you're really taking a loss. Because yeah. while you're doing that job at no profit, uh, uh, you, you're taking a loss, mm-hmm. you could use that time wisely by generating a, a profit somewhere else. Right. So. Oh, yeah, and I'm sorry. What I meant by giving your business card to the wrong person, you have people who... I've given my card to, like, a kid, and they'll give it to their parent. And the 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 little picture on my business card, people are like, I like the little cartoon, and kids love it. So when the parents see it, they're like, oh... And you know what I'm saying? They, they, they'll call me and get a price. And I've gotten people who don't want to spend money, but they want the product oh, because yeah. their kids are hounding them for it. Right. And then I've got I've given business cards to people who be like, well, I ask them, like, what's your budget? Like, I have a little contract. Like, is your budget unlimited or is this your budget? I think I've only gotten customers like maybe eight customers who budget was unlimited. Mm-hmm. So I can I know I can be fat to them. You know what I'm saying? And then square footage plays a lot of you know, into that too. So, as an artist, I like a lot of artists are. I'm sure you're well rounded. So you said you do airbrushing, but I'm sure you, you say you do. What are the different things that you do as far as art? Um, it's, believe it or not, a lot of stuff is art to me. You can either do it wrong or right, but um, uh, I paint motorcycles. I hmm. build. I can build motorcycle engines. Mm. I can uh, modify motorcycle engines. Same thing right. with cars. Um, I can solder chipboards. Um, what else? Uh, even small engines. I'm, I'm a car. I'm a, I'm a motorhead, man. Okay. Anything that's dealing with pistons, gas, combustion, I, right. I like that kind of stuff. But uh, engine building, motorcycles or cars. Um, so that's more like engine. that's more like a hobby. And I don't even tell people I do it. Yeah. Like, when I go to the mechanic to get something done, I, I just look at them and just laugh. Because mm-hmm. you don't know who's a mechanic or who's good or bad at it, you know what I mean? But I, I've seen people get screwed over big time. You know, I, I've been thinking about you since we talked the other day. And the wealth of knowledge that you have, mm-hmm. if you were able to, to capture those skills and uh, empower others in terms of leadership and what I mean by management. You see, if you bring a team together, because you're limited as an individual. Right. <laughs> but when you get a team together, you see, 
Now you can get all of those multiple things done. Right. You can just, this team is my mechanical team. They build choppers. Right. You see, they build motorcycles. Mm -hmm. And that's Lee's motorcycles. Right. That's a business. And you staff it. But you provide that leadership and that vision. Mm -hmm. And then here are these artists over here that do us the, the chemo deal. Right. You need, uh, or you can send a, a group over there to do that. Mm -hmm. You can send another group to paint this mural for this large corporation. Right, right. And you can work with these young people, and you can you can manage them with with the proper staff. Right. Not any bum off the street. Right. You're gonna pick the the talented, just like people seeing talent in you. Yeah. You can be that that quarterback. You can be that coach. And 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 not only are you empowering yourself, but you're empowering others. Right. And and we making a contribution to our community as we go chase that bag. And, and right. it's, it's another thing is that when when someone gives me a motorcycle to paint, they're giving me a whole motorcycle, right? Yeah. And they're like, they'll call me, man, what you what's taking so long? What's take? I should have went to the shop. Like, well, you should have went to the shop because they, they don't understand it. I have to take the bike apart, right. take the fairings off. I don't have a body man. I don't have no one to disassemble yeah. the motorcycle. I don't have no one to fix the little cracks and little stuff like that. I don't have no one to lay primer. I don't have no one to paint. Right. Only thing I'm supposed to do as an artist is paint the graphics on the bike. I don't have to do nothing else. All the other stuff is just part of what I have to do. So You just you just job that out. You just job right. that out. You, you, you don't have to pay them. You know how it works. I, yeah, I understand. You got one budget. Out of that budget, there's a you, you break it down and right. you can you can sub that out, so to speak. Right. And you can get helpers to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, when I worked uh, in the electrical industry uh, as an electrical contractor, I worked under a master electrician and I was a, a helper. Okay. You see, yeah. and so you know you pull all the wire, you right. do all the grunt work. And then once you get to the service panel box, now the master come in and he terminates everything. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? My man, right. we've done all this hard work, though, you know. Yeah. But that's the way it works. Right. Uh, that's the way industry is. And, and, and as a business owner and doing this stuff by myself, I haven't come across somebody I couldn't replace. That's important, too. Like, I can, I, if I'm dealing with you, I can replace you. You know what I'm saying? If, if that's not my lane, it's not my lane. I stay out of it. But I've, I've had artists before. Like, mm -hmm. to, to you hire artists, and yeah. they'll steal. You know what I'm saying? We, that's a whole other show. But yeah. I, I've been stolen from uh, Man. anywhere from three to $300 to $1,000 a week being taken. You can't fire an artist. That's a lot of money, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't fire the artist because then you'll get a fine for not opening on time. So, and then you can't, you got to find another artist. Mm. So. But I was asking you about your different avenues of art. So you can paint murals, you can paint oh, canvases, yeah. you can do all of that. Right. Is there one that you have a favorite, like that you love doing more than any other? If you could do that one and it would pay for everything you did, which one would that be? All paint. All paint. All paint, yeah. So in your avenue, when you was doing this business and you airbrushing and doing different things that you make a consistent amount of money doing, but you if you could just do oil painting, you would just do that. I just do that. Nothing else. So I notice a lot of artists who want to make money, they have these other things that they could be doing, using their talent and making money, but they become like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm only going to do this, and if they can't pay me for that, I'm not doing it. So what gave you that 
direction to know I'm gonna do this that makes money and do this on the side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I, I talked about it last time when the economy got bad. Mm-hmm. It's, there's an older guy I talked to. His name Bruce. He's an artist. He said, "You know, Lee, you're uh, you're one dimensional." He said, "You only want to airbrush T-shirts." He said, "You got to feed your family, man. Do something else." And that's how I got off in the motorcycle. That's how I got off in the kids' rooms, airbrushing on glass and stuff like that. Mm. So that's that's how I did that. But I didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? It kind of pushed me to go make that money because. T-shirt thing was drying up. It was like it had sl- the average T-shirt and clothing thing had slowed down for me. So I had to go with the motorcycles. You know what I'm saying? I, it was it just made sense. I didn't think the motorcycle thing would take off like it did, but it did. Like I, I, I have to turn down motorcycle paint jobs now. <laughs> Man, I have to turn them down. You ever seen that Lee show? Where is hiring? <laughs> see, Lee is hiring. <laughs> Man. That's really cool. Have you ever seen that show where they do that? What, build bikes and stuff? And they, like, customize them? It's like American Chopper. What was it? It was American Chopper. That's what made it... That's what made it blow up. Everybody was trying to copy that stuff. You know what I mean? So... That father and son team. But they Mm -hmm. would always argue with each other. Oh, yeah. Right. So, it's... That's a lot of work, though. You know what I mean? It's a lot of work doing that. Man. Have you ever came to a point where you were, like, at your last... Leg and almost went out of business, and you had to restructure and figure it out. I, I um, what I learned, yeah, I, maybe three years ago, I, I'm like, man, I'm tired of this. I'm just sick of this. And I was doing my last t-shirt order, and I went to this uh, it's a, it's a uh, t-shirt. I mean, uh, silk screen and supply south. I mean, it's a silk screen and supply warehouse on the south in in southwest Houston, and um. I said, man, I'm I'm done. It's probably y'all, you know, y'all last time seeing me walk in here. So he was like, hey, there's a uh, seminar going on in Dallas. You might want to go to it. I went to the seminar in Dallas, and it was T-shirt heaven. I didn't know I was doing too much work. And then that's when I started learning about, like, oh, I don't have to do this. I can ship that off. Or I don't have to do this. I can ship that off. Oh, they have this machine. So I was like. I'm going to get this one more time, and after that, I'm done. I'm not doing it no more. And that year, <laughs> I made good money. All right. <laughs> that year, I made But I see you wasn't afraid to continue with education. Yeah. Just because you're in business, that doesn't mean you stop learning. Yeah, yeah. And also, you talked about technology, you know, innovation, um, equipment. Yeah. You know, you build your, your operation. You, you build your organization. Yeah. And you build your brand. I'm just inspired with all the things you're doing. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's a lot. Speaking of inspiration, this is the Business Building Blocks podcast, and we like to highlight a business that right. we believe has good principles. They're doing a great job, and they're doing things that other businesses can learn from. So I believe you know of a business that is worthy of the business of the week. Yes. Can you please give that information for us? It's Lather Weaponry. Mm-hmm. Lather Weaponry, and she makes, her name is Sherry Everidge. She makes soaps and scrubs for your skin. Right. Um, real good soaps and sub, uh, and uh, scrubs. She makes soaps, scrubs, oils, lip balms, stuff like that. It smells good. It's uh, mainly for uh, black people. All right. But other people can use it. You right. know what I'm saying? I, I didn't know, you would not believe how much chemicals and cancer causing stuff that comes in a bar of soap that you buy out of a store. Oh, man. You would not believe it. So right. this stuff, it, I mean, it really works. It smells nice. 
or in your hair, your skin, whatever. You can actually eat some of this stuff. Oh, so it's, it's organic, it's healthy. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, you can't eat it daily, but right, yeah, yeah. it won't I mean, make you I, sick. I wouldn't make a saying. meal out of it, but I use it for what it was intended for. <laughs> so, and that's for the skin. <laughs> you ain't going to be dipping no nuggets <laughs> yeah, in it or nothing so like boys. that. You got to smell this. Can't smell it through the camera. I really hate that. Yeah, but, uh, show it to him. Opening up the uh, what is that? A scrub? It's a scrub. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, then. You uh, you bathe with like a regular soap, and you uh, after you finish bathing, mm-hmm. you uh, put this on like in the shower. You put it on and scrub it. It's gonna turn into like this milky substance. Mm-hmm. Once it turns to the milky substance, you just wipe it off. Get out the tub and dry off. Your skin is real soft, man. Like you've been to a spa. Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. actually. Women love it, man. Um, guys, uh, you like soft-skinned women. This stuff is perfect. <laughs> oh man, it's great. <laughs> but, great um, gift. Her name is uh, Sherry Everidge, and like I said, it's called Lather Weapon. She she broke. She cut these up. It's actually a big, nice size bar of soap, okay. and it lasts a pretty good while. But it's it, even if you have a skin problem, you tell her your skin problem, she can make a soap for you specifically oh, for man. you. Wow. She actually manufactures the stuff. She actually makes this stuff from like. So how do we contact her? We contact her through social media, right. or through through the telephone number. Or what? Uh, it's Lather Weaponry. I think she has a Facebook page. Uh, her number is. She also has a phone number too. Okay. Can you say the name again? Lather. Lather Weaponry. Lather Weaponry. Okay. All right then. Um, her number is eight three two two three six twenty six twenty six. Did you repeat that? Again, her name is Sherry Everidge. Her number is 832-236-2626. All right, man. That was a that was a great business of the week there. Man, y'all need to check that out because he said you put the skin soft and it's for black. You know we be out here ashy. Yeah. For y'all people. If y'all, <laughs> y'all and that's another thing. Like when you get out the tub, your skin is not, your skin not supposed to feel like that. That's, uh, the, yeah. that's the stuff in, that they put in the water to soften it as much as they can. And then the stuff that they're putting in the soap. So man, you 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 would notice a big difference. I'm not, I'm not just. I don't mean to be plugging, but it's actually hey, that man, good. That's I'm what so serious, here. man. We we not a we not bashful or ashamed to plug our our, our businesses because that's what we all about. Right. We're about building businesses as we build this nation building and build our community. Mm-hmm. Because as we uh, as we purchase and consume these products, we're gonna create jobs. Man. We're gonna empower ourselves and make ourselves more healthier as we do it. So you talked about the road to starting a business. That was right. one of our first segments on the show yes. that we went into. On the road to creating your business and on the road in your life, people have to go through different peaks and valleys and obstacles. One obstacle that you dealt with, I heard you mention it a couple times, was your vision, right? right. Can you touch on that and can you describe it in any anything that you know that you have to work through with that? Man. Uh, numbers in lines. You know what I mean? Like if you, like I said, my I have a uh, I have burnt cones in my. Eye. It's a it's a, it's it's technical, man. But go ahead, go into it. It's it's a. I have you have cones in the back of your eyes, and the way that this that this happened is women out here pregnant, smoking, drinking. I mean, you know, drinking, uh-huh. eating spicy foods. Right. You need to read a book on the month. Like you know, women go through trimesters. You know, right. so every. Every month, a different part of your body, your, the baby is growing, like hair, hands, skin, heart, lungs, stuff like that. Eyes are being developed, fingernails, toes. During the time my eyes were being developed, my mother was eating a lot of spicy food. Wow, man. <laughs> so <laughs> seriously, man. So that burnt the cones in my eyes, like as a kid. Mm-hmm. So when I came out, my eyes were like going crazy. They were like twitching and shaking. I don't know what she 
eight. You know what I mean? My mom's gone now. She passed with cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. But um, yeah, she she. I le- that's the doctor. This is the, this is what the doctor told me. He said uh, someone ate a lot of spicy food during the time you were developed. Mm-hmm. I say what? She was like, yeah. And I asked her about it. She was like, yeah. She said I love spicy food, but it burnt the cones in my eyes, and I'm still living with it today. Okay. So my eyes twitch and shake. You know what I'm saying? They, it it. You would think some. You would think I was drunk or something. Yeah. If if you saw the way they move, you know what I'm saying? They shake like quick. That's like a, a lot of albino people have that, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so and believe it or not, when I went to the doctor, the guy he thought I was albino, but that part came from my dad. My dad is not. He's not albino, but he had like if I walked out of here right now into the sunlight, my eyes are burning. So yeah. I, my eyes have to. My pupils they open and close real slow. So it's, a, it's multiple problems that I have, like, visually. Okay. That, that's kind of challenging. Like, just driving into the sun, um, waking up in a bright room. Okay. Uh, walking into a dark room real fast. Okay. So it's, it's a bunch of different stuff. And you are a visual artist. Yeah. Man. With no excuses. <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> that's what I like about that. And overcome all obstacles. So, Man. So if you see, like, um, when I paint... Most of the time when I paint, it's off memory. Like, if I can study something, like, uh, I'll give you an example. If I'm looking at a sponge, I can't see the sponge if it's over there. But if I pick it up and look at it, examine it real close, and you put it back down, I can draw it exactly like what I saw. Almost a photographic memory, right? Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man. Man, you're a genius. That's what I like (laughs) to hear, man, because people have different things in their life, and I know they're not... not To be a visual artist with an eye condition... Yeah. That's like a huge thing to overcome. Some people are just lazy. Not yeah. just like but, that. but he was he's removing all excuses. Right. Yeah. I, that's, that's why I don't get it, it upsets me when I see an artist calling himself an artist with good vision. Yeah. I just wonder where I would be with 2020 vision if yeah. if I was an artist. Like if I if I started out with 2020 vision, I do wonder that. Like, what would I be if I had started out with just 2020 vision doing this? Man, that's yeah. beautiful. So so one last thing for the people out there who are building their businesses, do you have one block we like to call them blocks or one piece of advice that you can give them to for them to be successful? What would that be? Yeah, um, it's a couple of things. Um, Go ahead. Market yourself to the best of your ability. Like you know, market yourself. Mm-hmm. Be honest with yourself and your customers. Accept help when you need it. That's those, right. Those are the main ones. Some good advice. Man, we want to thank you so much for coming on the Business Building Block Show, man. We really enjoyed you. I've been inspired. I'm really inspired. I I like the way you take away the excuses. Because many of us are lost in this wilderness, and we're looking for a way out. And the solution is at our feet. We got to translate our talents and skills into a viable uh, uh, business. Put it on the market. Find something. Legal, official, get the tax number, yeah, tax get your business legal. name, and 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 participate. You know, now communicate well, with your with your with your community. One last thing, can you give them one last time? Can you give them your name and where they can find you on social media? Are you on social media? Yeah, I am. I have a uh, Facebook page. I don't know my Instagram. Okay, when I'm older. I don't really pay. I don't keep up with this stuff. <laughs> right. My Facebook page is uh, Air Expressions. That's A I R X. P-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S. And I have, uh, my number is 713-931-6856. I don't know if he can get this. Go ahead. 
give it to the camera. That's another thing you can let those uh, young college students and high school students yeah. help you with, and that's your social media marketing. Because Wazir made all this happen for us. Wow. You know, he knows all of this, 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 this audio and film and all this. Yeah. And he said, let's do a show. I said, I can talk if you do the rest. <laughs> yeah, it, it, this, this, this will take off. Matter yeah. I, I feel like it's going to take off because I have about six people that, that's interested in doing it. Because a lot of people don't know the different businesses in Houston. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I had my sister tell me that. You know, yeah. I was sharing with her about New Waters, the black co-op, the food co-op. And she said, you know, a lot of people didn't know about that. I still don't know. You know, where they located at Dowling and Elgin, right across from Emancipation Park, mm-hmm. in the old El Dorado building. It's called New Waters. And they have an urban garden in your old neighborhood, a Houston garden, a three-acre urban farm. But you don't have to eat In that. Houston gardens? Houston gardens. Off Homestead? Off of Elbert. If you go off of Elbert, that's where the right, farm right. is located. Well, we call it Houston Garden, but I know what yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're back, back in there. I didn't know that. Right. That's right across from Rosewood, where your mother's from. Rosewood? I, where I found your mother at. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rose, he said found her. Right, right across <laughs> the railroad tracks from Trinity Garden. Yeah. You know? So we we all there, and uh, uh, we we should be able to network with one another. And and, and we, we're not just doing this for ourselves. Yeah. We're doing it to empower uh, uh, black businesses mm-hmm. to buy, to encourage our community to buy black, and uh, we wanna we wanna help build uh, build our communities. Once again, thank you for sharing your story. Do you have any more announcements for the people? Uh, go and support the economic blueprint. That's the uh, fund where we are trying to raise uh, money to purchase farmland, over two hundred million acres of farmland, so that. That would be a basis for economic development. What can they follow you personally? You can follow oh. me on uh, Facebook at uh, John Muhammad. All right. You can follow me on Instagram, like I said, at Wazir, W-A-Z-E-E-R. You can follow the podcast on uh, Facebook, like it on Facebook, Business Building Blocks. Right. Look us up on Facebook. Stay tuned. We'll and, bring- and SoundCloud. And SoundCloud for, for everyone listening. Be sure to share the podcast. This is a new industry. A lot of people don't know what podcasts are. We're kind of educating people on this industry. Right. And we're trying to bring you all this. We're trying to pull the curtain back uh, on these different businesses so you can have different avenues to and, go. And practice unity, cooperative economics. Right. Like and share. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Important. Like and share. You know, that's what we're about. Whenever you see a black ad, a black business person is trying to come up, Let's help market and promote those uh, businesses. Like it, it, click that button, like and share. I like that movement. It's the like and share movement, all right? <laughs> all right <show laughs> so y'all got those blocks. Now get to building. Thank you for listening. And see you next week.